0: Dentistry is an entrepreneur's dream. Think about it. It is an archaic profession. It is slow to develop. That means there's so much opportunity.
1: The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas. And I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades. But the question isn't that. The question is, are you going to be part of what makes dentistry great. I am super excited today to have the opportunity to be with Dr. Avi Patel. And before I set you up, doctor, just, I want to welcome you. Like, thank you for letting me interview you today.
0: Thanks for having me. Um, I'm pumped when this was, uh, scheduled and when it showed up on my calendar I was very excited because you're someone who I met not too long ago but we've uh we really hit it off and uh and ever since then we've had some really good
1: conversations so to be able to put this into a podcast I'm I'm pumped okay so for the audience if you guys don't know Dr. Patel uh, I'd be shocked um because (laughs) not only like I was going to call you like an up-and-comer but you're not because you're already here But the reason why I could still say up-and-comer is because where Dr. Patel is going, and you'll see based off of uh, his energy, his passion, his purpose, and just the pace he's keeping, he is blazing innovation in dentistry. And where he's going to be in five years, then you're going to look back at this and be like, oh, my God, he was definitely an up-and-comer. But you're already doing amazing things, Dr. Patel. Uh, Innovation in dentistry, what could that mean? It could be clinical. It could be technological. But I'm fascinated by what is it that gives dental professionals permission to just pioneer positive change? Like, why are you not just content being a dentist? Like that's amazing, but that's like you're not I don't even want to call it settling. Like, why is it that for you, you had to step up and now do what you're doing? Um, and, and also just get into what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what should, should I do what I'm doing first or should I answer that question? Because that that's an awesome question.
1: Let's get into what you're doing first so people kind of have a okay. little bit of a framework for what type of disruption you're bringing, and then okay. I'd love to hear the why.
0: Okay. So we'll start with the story? Yeah. Perfect. So graduated at NYU 2018, um, working up in the Northeast as an associate, about eight different practices in my first two years. I have seen it all pretty much in dentistry. Uh, you know, each each of those opportunities was an opportunity, like was something where I went in excited and hopeful, and then um, nothing really lasted. And so this can be common for a lot of dentists early in their career, which is a problem, right? It, why is there not? And we don't have to answer all these questions, but this is just kind of how all these things play out. But it's just this this whole concept of turnover early in a dentist career is considered normal. For me, no one really told me that. No one gave me that heads up. I thought, hey, when I'd be a dentist, I'm going to grind for four years. I'm going to grind for undergrad. I'm going to grind and kill it in dental school. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to have a lot of time. And I'm going to just be able to help people and just live this like comfortable dentist life. That doesn't happen because when you come out, the real world of dentistry has It just has a lot of factors that play in to people's experiences. Um, And we can get into that later, but basically I keep my head up. I'm going through all these associateships and each one. Now, when I look back, I look at it. I saw eight different ways to practice dentistry. And what's crazy is not one experience was the same. Everybody's doing it differently. And that in itself is beautiful for this profession, but that also breeds a lot of problems because when everybody is doing everything their own way, I saw really, really good ways to do dentistry. And I saw really, really bad ways. And I saw everything in between. And it not only affects associates, it affects all the team members, hygienists, assistants, front desk, managers, everybody. And so it's built this, like, I call it dentistry is toxic. And I made a whole reel on it on Instagram, but it's created this toxic environment. And I think it's not just one, it's not just one variable. It's not one reason. It's a culmination of years of, uh, this profession not progressing at the rate where it needs to. So kind of hitting on that thing, uh, on that point of, you know, innovation in dentistry and why is it it's innovation in dentistry is possible because I just don't think there has been that much in the past, which is exciting. It's, it's not the best thing historically, but it's exciting because of where we can all go. Right. So, Back to the story, all these associateships that they're adding on, I'm burning out, I'm burning out on dentistry because I'm just like, man, I can't keep a job for more than three to four months. Some things that happened where I'd work for an owner, a couple months later, they'd sell the practice and then they wouldn't need an associate. Yeah. uh, Other places where, you know, they'd be promising me all this stuff. There's so much treatment here. There's so many patients. And then I go in and there's no patients. It's like, you know, owners are like taking procedures from me because they're not busy enough. So they pull from my schedule and it's like, okay, well maybe I just need to like keep learning. And so it was just a lot of like not good fits. That's kind of how I sum it up. And I always try to take a positive thing away from each of those experiences. But then ultimately I realized I needed to learn something new right i needed to expand my skill set because i you know i was burning out on the basics so then i learned how to do aligners and the practice i was at i uh basically got to um i tried to implement it but the owner rejected it he said it's not profitable and from that i uh i didn't believe him because i had seen and heard too many other dentists that were having success with it that pushed me over the edge and so my wife and i moved down to austin where I'm currently practicing, worked for a small DSO. They had the iTero, they had all the support, the CE, and they're like, hey, go crazy with it, knock yourself dead. So I did. I started 50 cases in my first six months. I had a mentor, Dr. Christina Blocker. She helped guide me in the beginning. Um, But I really just kind of was just, I put my head down and I went to work and I was like, I am going to make this work for me and I'm going to make it work for my patients. So I found all this success and You know, I think what happens is when a lot of people find success in something, the natural thing to do is to turn around and share it. So, I started coaching up other dentists in the DSO, and um, I even wanted to create like a position for myself because I was like, wait a minute, like I can make a bigger impact and help more patients and more people. And I actually like doing this if I am just like doing more of this like coaching than the physical practicing. So, um, the DSO shot it down, they just wanted me to practice. You know, but everything happens for a reason, right? Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Like that's just how it works. And so then my wife, she has a background in finance. So she's like, hey, why don't you just start consulting? And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But I have no idea what that, like how to do that. And so she helped me out and um, I started consulting one-on-one. And then doctors who had like no experience were starting like 25 cases in, in two months, right? So now I'm like, cool, this curriculum that I have, it works. And what I've done is I basically just simplified the aligner process of case selection, implementation, all that, um, just into like a basic strategy and formula that dentists can follow. Um, and then so uh, my next mentor in my journey is Dr. Rinesh Kanatra. He showed he taught me about creating like online programs so then i took my consulting business turned it into an online program so that way i could have more reach um right a lot easier to make a bigger impact and that has now basically taken a life of its own and here we are a year later over 100 doctors in the program um and i am slowly but surely just kind of chipping away at this and the other thing that has kind of happened on the side is when I was first consulting, doing the consulting, uh, I had to figure out a way to market. Um, I was talking to like reps and stuff, but, but, you know, those were getting some leads, but not too many. And I was like, I to like Grant Cardone and he's just like, Hey, social media is free. You should use it, you know? And so I'm like, cool. I'll just start doing that. So I started posting on social media, uh, aligner tips, all the things. Um, I was following all these Instagram creator accounts and, taking what they were using and implementing it to dentistry and aligners. Um, and my page slowly grew and basically had around 800 followers when I first started. And now I think we're up to like 23,000 uh, and it's been 13 months. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And basically the, um, the way that I'm making an impact is by providing a lot of free education to doctors because I notice there's a big gap. Um, no one is really making a liner content for free for dentists out there for general dentists. Uh, so I started a YouTube channel and then I've got the social media page on Instagram. So the combination of the two is helping kind of get the word out. And then I try to get people, or I then have a, like a concentrated, like hour and a half free masterclass that teaches dentists how to do it. And then if they want to go deeper with me, uh, then they can enroll into the course itself. So that's where we're at.
1: Okay. So I I need to say like, you made it seem like it was a normal thing. When someone typically gets ahead or has success, they look back and they want to help other people. And I just like to say, like, I wish that was more normal. Um, but Mm -hmm. I love the fact that that is the way that you chose to be like the fact that the DSO shot you down, like, Oh my gosh, here's a dentist that's actually wanting to provide value and train up to make other dentists in our organization more profitable so we can be more. And he doesn't have an equity stake in our DSO. He's nope. acting like a business owner and a business leader, even though he doesn't have equity. And they freaked out and said no. Get
0: this. They told me that you have to, um, and, and, and again, like I, I respect them, but they told me, I just don't, I think what I'm doing right now, and this is what happens when you're an innovator, is people don't get it. They don't, if they can't understand it, they 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 don't react well to it. And I think for me, they they basically thought that I had to be like a practice owner or have some type of like credibility to be able to educate and teach these other dentists, which made me laugh because I did. I I, I was doing the most cases in the company, and I was like, hey, I can teach people how to do this. Just compensate me a little bit and I want to work one less clinical day. Like it was like the worst at, like it was the worst deal for me from like a time compensation amount, which is why, you know, the universe always looking out for me, protects me. Uh, but yeah, it was just, yeah, it blew my mind. And that's the thing is in this journey. And this is what I'm realizing I'm very early in this journey. And I'm always trying to not necessarily make everything a deal, but I'm trying to make it a no brainer. Right. Like even when my program first came out, I was like, I'm going to charge a thousand dollars for this thing because that's like, that's like nothing right for how much you can make from cases. And I was like, but I want everybody, like I want everybody to get in this thing. And like, no one was really enrolling. And then I, then I was like, Oh, okay. Like some people did. And then I was like, okay. And like, you to some podcasts and be like, Oh, like value and this and that. And so I was like, All right, cool. You know what? Let's, let's increase the price. Cause I always wanted to charge more. Like I wanted to charge, like, I think this information is worth like $50,000 honestly, oh, because totally. of like how much it's transparent, how much, yeah, it, it totally changes dentist career. And, and, and so I was like, yeah uh my wife was like you can't charge people fifty thousand. <laughs> she's like you don't even like have like and i'm like "Nah, debatable but i was like i respect you and like i will we'll go through like a business model right um for pricing increase and stuff so then i increased the price to like 2500 after six months and then we we've just people were rolling in so i'm like what I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but it, it it's true, right? It's like it's perceived value, and if it's something is so cheap, people don't think it's actually going to live up to, um, you know, what is the 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 desired results, and so it's kind of finding that 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 equilibrium. Um, but yeah, it's it's been awesome.
1: So as you're sharing, it's so obvious to see again, like what I was saying early in the introduction, is that you are in motion and you're moving mm. fast so even like with the whole hey it's not a fit three four months like you could have taken that as man is this like a, a sign that I don't belong in dentistry um, should I just keep putting up with a crappy situation and endure suffering and you're just like this isn't a fit let's find the next thing and I think that's I what think that's early what the on. greatest like entrepreneurs do is they they just keep going and they learn from it like that's not that's not normal in my experience of how I, I seen normal dentists. And I'm not trying to do a knock on dentists, but you're massively you can, entrepreneurial, bro. You can,
0: knock, you can knock on them. It's fine. I knock on them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I love, I love my dentists. I love my colleagues. I think what it is, is it's like, you no. Know, so I had those thoughts early on, but what happened is I had to build a muscle And that's also part of the messaging that I'm trying to get out there is like, look, if this, if go in hopeful, go in humble, go in hungry, go in willing to learn. But if you're not learning, if you're not earning, or if you're not doing something new, evaluate it and get out. You don't need to stick around. Like you can, like what I've realized is it takes three months to know if a practice is the right fit on average, right? Right. Because if you're not busy, or if you're not learning, or if you don't like the way things are, after 90 days, what do you think is going to change, right? Like, sure, some people can make the argument for, oh, like, stick around for the recalls. No, if you're an associate and the practice, if it, and it is not having some type of growth up front, right? Sure, you need to do some, like, make sure you are actually diagnosing and doing the things that you can. But- That's the meter, and that's coming from someone who's now worked in eleven associateships, right? And like my most recent ones have been longer than three months, but it's like I I get it, I see it, and what happens is a lot of it's this toxic cycle, and this is kind of where I want to expand on that a little bit is like pretty much everyone who becomes a dentist or wants to be a dentist, right? They want that. I think I call it, it's like the my three pillars, right? They want time, they want money and they want fulfillment, right? You want to help people, you want to make money and you want to live a good life with just the ability to have time. Reality hits you and you usually don't have any of those three, three things. You don't have money when you first come out because you're about half a million dollars in debt. Now it's 750K. Um, you don't have time because you're usually trying to like work in multiple practices or you're working, like you're willing to take on these like all these like, crazy, like I was working six days a week. Like oh, what dentist needs to be working six freaking days a week? Like man. who wants to do dentistry on Saturday? Like, come on now. Like, let's not act like this is some, it's a dentist. Like nobody wants to go to the dentist on Saturday, but people in the Northeast, like that's they they hang their hats on that. They, but um, you can tell I'm still processing all that stuff. <laughs> um, no, but, it's uh, and then fulfillment.
1: It's the, the, your, your therapist is telling you it's good to talk about it yeah
0: exactly no so it's so that so then you have that and then the whole fulfillment thing it's just like in the beginning you're not doing you're not necessarily not that you're you're just not it doesn't line up with what you thought right which is okay because sometimes things take patience to takes time to like make an impact and whatnot but there comes a point early in your career where you have to know when to like pull the cord but what happens is traditionally right dentists go through this pathway they get an associateship there's struggle, there's problems, the owner does something or it's not a good fit. And then they get frustrated. And then they go through that a couple of times and they're like, you know what the answer is? I'm going to just go do my own thing. I'm just going to open my practice. Yeah, that's great. If you are equipped and interested in business and running a business, because when you become an owner, you are not just a clinician. You have now absorbed this entirely new career that you have zero education on. So then what happens? They usually don't invest in the practice because they get, stingy or cheap or maybe they do and they get burned by somebody so now they're like go oh, all consultants are bad it's like no you just picked a bad consultant like so so then they don't know how to run a business they did they did this thing they're in more debt right they because they opened up a business and then now they're not really a good leader naturally well they, they, they just will not know anything
1: a, about that why would they be right ex-
0: exactly and some select few are blessed with it but even then it's like I'm a like, I know I'm like, I'm a leader. It's been, it's in my blood, but like, there's things that I've had to learn over time to refine it. And you don't learn it in dental school. No one teaches you that. Right. So now you're a bad business owner. You're a bad leader. Maybe you're an okay clinician. Right. And then now you disinfect everybody in the office because the staff gets, the staff gets to work for somebody who's doesn't know what they're doing. And then you hire an associate and this associate gets burned. Now that associate, now their journey is like, Oh, cool. Well, this is a terrible experience. I'm going to do my own thing. So you've got all these people who then tell themselves this lie that they feel like they should have been a business owner and stuff, but it's just like, you weren't even equipped to do this. Like, that's what I've seen. Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not making a generalized comment. I'm making a pretty edge, like I've been in a lot and that's my theory. Like, that's what I think. That's why this industry is in the state that it's in. And that's why it needs more people innovating. And so I believe the answer is, is there has to be people who are willing to step out of the chair, right? And then use their experiences to turn around and serve the person they once were. Because what I've noticed, being on social media, when I share authentic stuff about what I view about the industry, that that stuff pops off. Like you go to my page and you look at some of the reels that have over three hundred thousand views. There's over a thousand comments of people sharing similar stories, and this is just on Instagram. And these people are. These are the people who feel comfortable enough to even write it on the internet. Can you imagine how many people are actually like, it's just mind blowing.
1: Well, so that's the thing. So like, imagine you get into dentistry and you kind of think that your arc is going to be this linear path. And then anytime mm-hmm. there's a dip because of a trauma tragedy, something that's unexpected, that's where we kind of think, oh my gosh, I need to erase that because I must've done something wrong because I had a bad experience. Instead of realizing that bad experience, I need
0: to solve that.
1: That bad experience is the gold that can transform because that bad experience isn't just something you had. Chances mm-hmm. are it's fairly common across the industry. And then now you can actually just kind of embrace the suck of, man, it sucked that you had to go through that. But if you can learn from it, now you can bring value because that's what dentistry needs. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's not good for a dentist that owns a practice to have an associate that is being treated poorly, just stay and take it. It doesn't make dentistry better. When you leave and you no. go, hey, this is why I'm leaving. I'm sorry, it's not a fit. But A, B, C, and D, at least you gave them a chance to recognize. They need to elevate themselves in A, B, C, and D, or else mm-hmm. the community's not winning. Like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and giving them a chance to do that is what makes dentistry great. You turning around and saying, man, eleven different associateships, like you could write a book on that. Like you could make a course on that.
0: Oh, I'm definitely going to write a book. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, <laughs> that's that's amazing. Now, and going back to what you were saying, even about leadership, um, I was just talking to my wife about this. I was like, you know what? It was one thing, because as, as you're growing up, you start realizing stuff that you might be good at, right? a strength that you might have. But oftentimes, I realize just because you have a giftedness towards something, it doesn't mean it's mature. It doesn't mean it's actualized mm. yet. It just is a place of potential, a potential gifting, like, hey, I'm actually naturally inclined to be good at this but you should actually take your gifts and those are the things you should just develop like hell like like develop the hell out of like so even like you being a natural leader well yeah but how great could you be like how high could you go Mm. if you actually double down as an educator you're a great educator as someone that communicates you're great at communicating but my challenge is like well how how great can you be and i think that's where you are that voracious learner you're like dude (laughs) like I'm going.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, and that's saying it's actually my mom is the one who like pushed me to like post on social media and like use my voice. I've always been a talker. Like I was always the kid in school getting in trouble, like for talking too much. Like even my family always says like, you just wouldn't stop talking. Like all you did is just like always talking. And so like, I've got it. But like, I never realized like what that could translate to. Right. Um, and then so that's why I think it's like you couple the ability to talk with like life experiences with like the want and desire to share and to like have this growth mindset and also like someone who's wanting to learn. And then you just take that and you put it out there. And like you said, double down and that's what this last year has been is like, I've doubled down on it. And now that I've seen and gotten a taste of what it looks like and what it feels like, like, I mean, I feel so, I feel like this is my purpose, right? Like I feel like, and it's not, I'm not to say like dentistry wasn't my purpose. I think, And people always say, oh, would you do it again? It's just like, yeah, I probably would because I didn't know better, right? And it's like, I also look at it, like even if I did know better, yeah, I would still do it because at the end of the day, like I'm realizing like I have an ability to elevate this profession and play a a, a role in that entire narrative. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not the only one who can do it. I know there's so many other people out there that can. And so it's like, that's why I love meeting people who have that mindset. And it's like, hey, let's like, let's do stuff. Like, let's get out of the chair. Let's bring, let's uplift this. Like Dr. Simone Ellis, she's another person who's like, you know, I met her on this journey and like, she also wants to like help elevate. And it's just kind of like, as you start to like, like do something different Um, like, you, you know, like, you know, in the beginning it's very quiet. No one really knows you. No one really, you know, no, like you don't have anyone to relate to as much, but then as you keep going and you keep climbing, now, all of a sudden your impact like continues to turn. And it's just like knowing that and knowing that what I'm saying is being like valued and people find something from it is what motivates me to like keep doing it. And so that's, that's how I see it. And now it's just like now I'm realizing like if I don't do something, like who, who will? And so it's like I'm not trying to wait to answer that question of like who's going to do like I'm just going to do it. And it's like, if you're going to do it too, like, let's do it together.
1: Okay, so there's so much to unpack in, <laughs> in what you just said. um, Like, okay, I keep wanting to do this, and I can't because then you give me such other great things to share. But I, I just want to honor you first and foremost for the fact that, like, you have such a humility um, about you. And the fact that you already found two mentors, like... <laughs> people that feel the pressure of you have to somehow be this one man or one woman show, like that's just foolishness. Like the fact that you're Mm -hmm. wise enough. I mean, you're, you're also like marked by wisdom. The fact that you have mentors, the fact that you listen to your wife, (laughs) like I've heard you say that a few times. Um, so that's how I know you're going to make it because you have the character, like you have the integrity, who you are, uh, which is just so inspiring to see. And then the way your mind is working is absolutely fascinating. Like the, the abundance of, um, and this is why my whole thing, well, by the way, you're also massively generous. The fact that you are trying to just say, Hey, like, here's what I learned. Here you go. Now. Yeah. There's a part of it that's behind a, a door where people need to pay. They they should, Yeah, they should. But the fact that you're also being so generous, um, with so much of the content you are putting out there, like, I just want to honor you for that. Um, but what I was saying about the abundance is that I really see dentistry gets better when everyone shows up in who they can be. And only they can be. 100%. Like, I can't. I can never be you. A. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. B. I'm not nearly as good looking. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like in a real sense, doctor, I'm serious. Like because you showed up and were who you were and you believed when we met at Voices of Dentistry. It's like I could tell mm. this guy's moving. He's in motion. He has a certain vibe, a certain energy of like, let's make stuff happen. He's betting on yeah. himself. And at the same time, you were brokering trust because I could tell, oh, he's playing the long game; he's not out to screw somebody. And now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, dang, who knows what's going to happen? Because a, you made my fire get even brighter. I'm thinking, okay, who who can I connect this guy with, um, so that there's synergy can come? And now, all of a sudden, it's like, right. who knows what we can do and what's going to happen? So that's why, if one of our listeners is playing it small right now, and they're dealing with you got to go back. they're dealing with all their issues. Well, what if people what if people like don't know how? What if they misunderstand me or? And, and you know I'm doing a caricature of this that was me like ten years ago. What what do people see me wrong? Oh, it was me
0: too. It was me too, what, what if dude. If I, it was me too. I'm not.
1: What if I do it wrong? Yeah. What if all of a sudden people see that I'm trying and I fall flat on what my if, face? What,
0: what if what if I say pisses some people off? Right? Like what if what I say? Um, what if what I say? Uh, you know, somebody yeah, they overanalyze it or, they're, or they're not, they don't take it the right way. Well, if you don't say it. No one's going to know it. So you won't even know if someone's going to take it right or wrong. And honestly, chances are, if you're speaking like from a genuine perspective, there will be people like, trust me, because I had no, like I had no business like talking or speaking up when I did, like I was just putting it out there. And like, I thought, Oh me, like a dentist who's like focused on like a liner, like who am I to educate people? Like who, what have I done? And it's just like, well, I did something which was like start a new procedure and like that change the trajectory of my dental career. Like that's something, but like even something so niche, like I, everyone always thinks, right? Like your niche is like they're like niche down, niche down. Talk about one thing and put it out there, and it's like I was like ah, oh, like but I want to do so much more, and it's just like no, like if you, I just stayed focused, and like you said, I stayed focused. I've t- I've been in motion, and then I've been putting things out there which get received. But to the listeners, to your point too, it's just like yeah, if you're playing it small. You're doing yourself and you're doing all the people who need your help a disservice. Because if you don't speak up and if you don't put out your authentic self, it's going to come back to bite you in one way or another. Because let's say you play, let's say you don't, you're not authentic. Okay. Let's say you're not real and you're just putting something out there and it works. Like maybe you found this like secret recipe. Yeah. You may get quick results, but guess what? When the light starts to shine real bright on you, that makeup is going to melt off and then it's going to be your true self. And then you're, and then you're going to feel like, you know, an even bigger imposter. Um, and that's what happens sometimes when some people do that. And that's where you'll see these viral people. And then they have these like crazy ascensions and then they crash and burn. But if you're just real upfront and you understand who you are and what you're trying to do, and you do that work when no one's really paying attention to you, you can mess up. You can make like, dude, like you, like something as simple as like my post. Like if you're just so worried about how your post is going to present, no one gives a crap. No one cares what your post looks like right now. And even if they do, who cares? You're going to post again tomorrow. You're going to post again the next day by a, by in two weeks, no one's even going to see the post because it goes out. Like you can't see it in the feed anymore because no one scrolls past the first nine. So use your early days to try things, to, to to do the self work that's where it comes from for me because a huge thing that we left out is how like I also like did therapy like I did a lot of self work I worked on like my physical health my mental health and then this is what's transpired and it's like I'm able to be more comfortable with myself and be comfortable in my skin which is why I'm not afraid of other people doing similar things because I know that I just got to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm going to win right like I'm I'm competing with who I was yesterday and I will be better like every single day. And then the other point is like the word abundance, by the way, that's my, that's my 2023 word was abundance. And I'm telling you when you put stuff out into the universe, it, it works because like, here we are six, like we're starting month six and like abundance is like the only thing that can summarize what I've experienced so far. It's crazy.
1: You're just (laughs) dropping so many things that I'm like, my whole thing, like what makes me good as a host is that I'm actually listening to you and I'm trying to like really pick out and elaborate and magnify the stuff that you're dropping that are just gold. And I'm not used to (laughs) someone continuing to share so much so. Um,
0: I haven't been on a podcast in like over a month so yeah i've this has all been in the box just waiting to get put out there into the universe
1: <laughs> but also i d- i just love the the transparency um and, and just dispelling that that lie that like again nobody's nobody's watching you in the beginning that's the gift mm-hmm. of not being known you can just mm-hmm. keep on practicing the art of whatever you're trying to do and the world isn't the world doesn't care. Like, I think that's what we we think no. somehow the world's going to find me and ridicule me. And it's like, they actually don't care
0: to give, to give a little bit more social proof on that. There's people who don't even know who I am. Like there's people listening to this podcast right now who had no idea who I was before. Even though you have 20,000 so like,
1: followers, you're, they're still exa- like relatively unknown.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing. Like I got comfortable with that early on. Right. And it's like, someone told me, um, Allison, Alison LaCorsere, like she told me, she's like, you have to like, to go from being unknown to known, you have to stay focused, you have to do, do one thing and do it over and over and over again. And when you do that, there's this wall that you'll break through. And then once you're known, you can all your ideas can come to life. Right? But if you can harness that focus and harness that energy, and then go in one direction, as hard as you can, for as long as you can, you will break through the wall, and then you'll become known. And even then, People don't know who you are. Like there are people on this planet who don't know who Tony Robbins right, is.
1: Right. Like crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. So A, she is massively inspiring. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, B, I think there's something about like um, if I'm a dentist and I'm focusing on just being clinically excellent, which is, which is great. And all of a sudden I develop some sort of a name or reputation for like, uh, you know, I'm excellent in my craft. My community sees me that mm-hmm. way. Maybe the profession starts seeing me that way. Well, it's actually really difficult to go into some passion project or some expression other than this where I have to start as a newbie again, where I have to start as an unknown. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. My reputation is like I'm I'm respected. I'm revered. I, I have a lot to lose if I look foolish trying something else. And it's like, hey, that's the wrong mindset. Like every single person that starts something is going to look like a fool. Like I don't care how great mm-hmm. you are. At something like uh, Tom Brady, if he played a sport he wasn't good at, he'd look like a fool.
0: It's not like he's just... Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan went to baseball, like, are you kidding me? And then what? And then he was still humble about it, came back and freaking dominated what he did.
1: But it's just like he he still did it. Perfect. Perfect example. So... Did you know that you were like a visionary entrepreneur? Like at what point did you all of a sudden realize no. like I am an entrepreneur. This is the way I'm wired though. When did you own that?
0: Dude, I st- I still struggle to introduce myself as that if we're being completely honest. It's just because like it's only been a year. But like when I introduced myself, like um, now I say like I'm a dentist by trade. And then I'm like, and I'm an entrepreneur. Like I, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm still getting used to it. And yeah. I, but no, I don't, I think when I think, so first of all, no, I didn't see myself in this space, whatever, like as this visionary entrepreneur, but I think it all clicked for me last year when I realized that none of, none of my colleagues are doing this, right? Like when I was posting on Instagram and I saw other people my age were posting on Instagram, but they were just giving like flossing tips and all that stuff that dentists do on Instagram where it's just, I'm like, ah, that's not me. Like I'm not, I'm not out here dancing in front of my patients trying to teach them how to floss. Like the hygienist usually like, let's be, I'm going to be full. But hygienist talks about oral hygiene more than I do. Like period. Right. And like, I'm not afraid to admit it. Like I am not there to do that. Like I, if patients have questions, I will feel them, but I am not diving into that. Like I'm a realist in that regard where it's like, I don't even floss all the time. I don't. And I have no problem saying that. I also have never had a cavity in my life. So there's, you know, I'm lucky in that regard, but like, it was always hard for me to do that, to like be fake on Instagram. That's why I never posted. Like right. my mom first told me to post, uh, cause she saw some dancing dentist a couple of years ago when I first graduated, She's like, you should do it. Like you, you'd be great at this. And I'm like, ah, no. And it's not that I, yeah, I didn't want to put myself out there and dance on it on social media. But the other thing was, I was just like, I, I don't actually, I'm not that passionate about educating people on flossing their teeth or, you know what I mean? Like I, and and I realized that what I was at, then you evolve and you learn. And I was like, damn, but I sure as hell am passionate about telling teaching dentists how to do aligners and all the benefits that come from it. And then I started hitting that message and I hit it and I hit it and I hit it. And then like, this is the result. Right. But like starting from scratch, going back to that topic, you can never, If you, if you think that starting from scratch is like some bad thing, you are missing the point because what it is, it's just another opportunity. And it's like, it's honestly more fun because you can mess up and no one cares.
1: No one cares. But the mistakes I see people making is that, and this is the mistake I made, is that I did a lot of my conjectures uh, and planning and prep like in the boardroom. And I never let the market tell me it was a good or bad idea. You know, so I was Mm. like theoretically learning that this is probably not going to work. It's probably, oh, that might not. And I kept almost trying to um, dial in the grand slam so I could show up and have everything right and ready so I wouldn't look bad. It's not how it works. You only learn in the marketplace. Like it's actually better to just get to 70%, 50%, you know, some MVP, which in the software world is, you know, a minimum viable product and ship it. Mm -hmm. And like Seth Godin always talks about, it is so vulnerable to ship. Like, it's scary to ship because it's like, oh, my God, now people saw I attempted something. And then
0: somebody might call your baby ugly.
1: Right. (laughs) But you only learn by shipping. And if someone like that's why you are going to crush it, because you probably ship 15 to 20 times more than the average dentist. Okay, maybe more than that. Honestly, if I'm saying average dentist, are you kidding me? You're shipping all the time. So what does that mean?
0: You talk about con- you talk about no, content. No, I just
1: mean anything. Well, content's part of oh, it. Oh, just taking
0: action on taking ideas. Taking
1: action on ideas, and because of that, you're failing faster, failing forward, and dialing in what works. So you are going to crush it long term. That's it. That's it. Like it's no. I appreciate. No I
0: appreciate. I appreciate that. No, and it's true because like even for this course thing, like I've had. I was doing consulting, and then I pivoted to like then I pivot to the online model in the online model. I've had like five different iterations in the last year, but I didn't like, I thought it was the best thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a live call once a month, four hours. I'm going to read a slideshow for whoever shows up. And the first time I got, I had somebody from London tuning in. I didn't anticipate it. It was like 9 PM their time. And I was like, and I was doing it on a Friday afternoon. And it was just like, that was a shocker. I'm like, Whoa. But like you said, you don't know until you try Like all of a sudden now, I was like, uh, okay, I didn't expect for this like to have to cater to like different time zones. Like, I just thought I was going to be doing some couple of dentists in America, and then I'm like, okay, cool. How, afterwards, like, how do I solve for that, right? But I thought I was providing value, and that's the thing is sometimes we also think that our ideas are great, and th- sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. And like this was not great because after the fourth time doing it. I was talked about this content for 16 hours and I was, and then it was just like, if I just made a course, more people could access it at their own convenience and they could revisit it. And I don't have to spend all that time doing it. And the way I say it is like, you know, they can watch the videos to start speaking the same language as me. And then we can have conversations in that language. And it's like, you don't figure that out unless you try. So it's like, everybody where they're at today was never their first idea that's something just take that and put it in your pocket like it was never their first idea um but as long as you're in motion and as long as you're taking action brendan bouchard was just speaking at the kajabi conference that i went to and that was his theme he was just like oh he's like if you're in motion you will win and like you're saying the same stuff and then that was my light bulb thing and i was just like huh I have been in motion and I think that's why I'm like winning. And it's like, that's why I will continue to win because it's like that positive affirmation and you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it. Do
1: you know the man in the arena quote?
0: Oh yeah. That I heard that like, right when I first started also like one of the first things was like uh, my therapist had told me good things lie on the other side of vulnerability. Um, and that's like come true. Like every time, like when you do that, it literally works. And then if you do it on social media, it like amplifies everything.
1: I I think it takes so much courage to do that. And I love that you're not afraid to do that. Like, again, it just, it's super courageous. Um, but I know...
0: When I saw your post too, and I watched the whole thing and I was like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. Like, I didn't know that about you. And now like, yeah, I feel deeper connection with you. I feel like, you know, you're, you're not just someone I met at a conference. Like you're you're a friend, you're somebody who you know, we, we share similar mindsets, similar values. And, and it's also humanizes you to know some of your struggles because it's also like, I have also things that, that I struggle with, but go ahead. I was just
1: going to say like the greatest regrets I have in my life are when I was on the sideline, when I was that like critic Mm -hmm. that would be like, Oh, I would have done it better. Oh, I can't believe they're doing that. And I think because deep down inside, we all know we've at times, some of us have been the critics, we're so afraid to step up into the light to get criticized. It's like, yeah, but there's yeah. no fulfillment on the sideline. There's no you fulfillment. You are just can... just watching other people live out the dreams that are in your heart. Like, just go do it. And like both me and you, and we want thing... people to succeed in who they can be. So dentistry gets better. We're not competing with you. We're saying, do it like step up.
0: Yeah. Literally I'm out here begging and waiting for other people to do it. And there have been people. And that's the thing is like, as much as there're gonna be people who are gonna criticize you and try to pull you down some louder than others, there are so many people that will lift you up like anytime I get vulnerable on instagram like my page is pretty it's about as real as it it can get like there's some other pages in dentistry that get pretty real, but like I get real and and it's and I'm proud of it because it's like I'm tired of seeing dentists on there just doing like inauthentic stuff it's like I know you like. Being in the industry, you can just tell, and people are not dumb. People on social media are you like they're smarter than you think. And the pages and the people where there's like that connection and this like huge support and following, it's because that person's being authentic and it's scary, but we're all capable of doing it. It's just a lot of us have those fears. And to your point, when you do it, the universe will put people in your life that will pull you up. You will hear, you're afraid, you're thinking about the one person or the two people who are going to make fun of you or bring you down or tell you you're doing something wrong. You're not even realizing there's a whole room of people over here who, once you speak it, are actually trying to pull, like they're trying to pull you in their direction and lift you up. And it's crazy because on this journey, like I was just, I always go for like consistency and. And volume for posts. And every time when I used to feel, cause for one year last year, I made a, a, a like a goal, like every day I'm going to post one Robe talk in the morning, part of my morning routine, hop on Instagram, make a reel, put a positive message out there or something. And I was like, this is going to one, help me get comfortable with speaking in front of a camera, which thank God I did. Cause I used to be God awful. Uh, I looked like a freaking zombie when I did it. <laughs> Um, uh, but, but, but I was like, I can do it. If I do it for a year, I'm sure I'll get good at it. Um, but then also it was just like, I can put a positive message out into the world. Um, and people liked it and I got to do different things. It was kind of like my playground, um, with content creation, but it also built this muscle where I stopped caring about what my post looked like and, and how many views and stuff they got. Cause I did so many, but where I'm getting at with it is also the days where I didn't want to post the days where I felt like oh, no one's going to watch this, like oh, this is only going to get like two likes, whatever, five, 25 views. I would literally get a DM and someone would say, hey, your message today was super inspiring. I needed to hear it or like something like that. And I was just like, huh, all right. Looks like i got going to keep posting, right? And it's just like, that's what happens. Like the universe is wild. And when you start being vulnerable and you start doing the things that you're meant to be doing, and that you you know that that are that are part of your purpose, it it literally like the 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 trail just kind of like opens up for you. You just got to keep walking down it.
1: I could tell within maybe thirty seconds uh, when Doctor Allison House introduced me to you uh, at the table because I think she was sitting next to. you. She's like, "Oh, Sean, you gotta you gotta talk to this doctor," and I'm like, "Okay, like what's the big deal?" No, I'm just like. And uh, you just yeah, start yeah, talking, yeah. and I'm like, okay, A, this guy is just the you're playing it so big. Like, I, I don't know, like, you're not still on the sideline. You're not a dreamer that's not willing to do something about it. And I think that's the difference. Like, there's mm. a lot of dreamers out there that dream so big. That It's so disconnected from reality that they're not actually doing anything in their day-to-day to to get there, but they just have dreams that someday they'll be something. And it's almost like they're protected by this big dream because they know they're never going to get it. Then there's the visionaries that are like, well, no, I actually have a burning vision, and I'm obsessed with doing everything I can to head in that direction. So everything's aligned with that. And when you meet someone that's aligned, you can tell because you're like, oh, man, the way they're talking, their energy, their vibe, their tone, it's like they're making stuff happen. And you don't want to hang out with someone that's always like. Oh, like just dominated by fear, it's like, look, I will help you. Yeah. I will do everything, but you got to make the choice to swallow the red pill, or maybe it's the blue pill. I don't know which one it is.
0: <laughs> it's one of those pill- pick, pill. pick a pill. Pick a pill, and just do do whatever happens on the other side of that pill, right? it's like, pick okay, one. so we're
1: gonna be wrapping up soon, just for time. I want to honor you. Um, but this might be a hard.
0: We can we can push we can push ten okay, more minutes. Okay, so
1: this might be a harder yeah. kind of question. I, I typically ask people like what the mindset is that they had to shed to get to where they're at right now so if the next question you can't answer Mm. uh then go to that one but with you i'd like to know is there a mindset either right now or that you foresee over the next decade that you're going to have to grapple with in order to get to where you want to go
0: um i think well let me think i think one that may come up is something that already has where it's just that the whole like I don't know. This actually, it's a lie. Basically, like the who am I to do this? Right? The who am I to do this? I feel like I'm past that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes so up. So you're still human enough though, to still
1: hear the whole like, hey, like that, like like you. So I'm glad that that's amazing. Even with what you've done, you still hear the whispers of like almost imposter syndrome, self doubt, like you're not you're not mm-hmm. credentialed enough or why you. And you're just like shut up. Like I'm betting on myself. Like we're doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of it, right, is like these recent posts that I've been doing where I've just been calling out like things in the dental industry. Um, I had a fear that, it, I mean, I knew it was going to piss off some dental owners, right, like some practice owners. Because, and that's what the thing is I always, as a good associate, would like reason or take into account the owner's mind. Like I'm always one to like take into account the other person's perspective before I say what I need to say. But then like the words that I, I but then thank God I did these reels because I put it out there. And all these people are just like, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. And then you have one guy that's like, oh, well, uh, is it the toxic industry or is it, you know, the toxic people that are playing victim? And it's like, no, dude, like, that's not the case. Like, this is re- – look at the – read the comments. It's not just me. Like, it's not, like if it was yeah. – you know what I mean? So, but it, that that – right, the whisper was there and it got affirmed. But then I actually then did the thing where I turned and looked and I saw all the other people. And it's like, I'm not doing this to like – boost myself up like i'm putting this out there because this is stuff that is happening to people real human beings in this profession and nobody else is talking about it but everybody's thinking it everybody's experiencing it everybody's just accepting it as the norm why does this need to be the norm right and and if people are like oh come up with a solution yeah want i have a little bit more time i'll create a program on how to do it like I'm sure I'll have enough influence to do that. I'll, if anything, I want to empower other dentists to create programs on yeah. how to do it, right? Like I'm not trying to do everything myself. I can, but like I know that's not like you know, or I like to think I can. But like, there's more power in empowering colleagues. Like, and what's nice is the next generation coming in has more exposure. I and, and that's my goal. I want everyone to know what it's really like because when you know what it's really like the visionaries will start to feel, they'll get the permission to create, they'll get the permission to innovate. And like, that's my thing. It's just like, yo, by the way, all this BS is happening. Try to fix it. Whereas right now everyone's just like, all this BS is happening. Deal with it. Like it's, it's, it's just two different ways to look at it. Right. So, you know, Dr. Mark Costas, great example. Uh, he's somebody who saw gaps in the fields in the industry and has created crazy good programs to fill the gaps like when we were together voices of dentistry he talked about his associate onboarding uh system i'm like where the hell was this with all those eight practice i was like why isn't this standard why isn't and that's the thing everyone's like, oh, was dental school is is um it lacks a lot of things and again another thing that a lot of dentists just acknowledge cool fine. It takes a while for the education system to catch up. That's the same thing in every industry. Dentistry is behind. Cool. Why don't we start creating things for people to get into right when they come out of school? Why don't we start creating the new associate experience and and optimize that? Because when you have young, hungry doctors who are like literally vulnerable, willing to learn, open-minded, ready, you will never meet a more motivated dentist than a new grad because the new grad has no fear. The new grad thinks they can take over the world. The new grad thinks they're going to be the best dentist in the world. Why don't we support those people? Why don't we support those dentists? Why don't we give them avenues to go down and run and sprint and push the, the industry forward? And, I, and a, a theory of mine is I think a lot of dentists out there, the older ones, have big egos. And people get afraid when they see people growing. So what do they do? They want to limit those. Like I had a, one of the first dentists I ever worked for. He told me that, you know, oh, like CE is a waste of money. Like, just, just do it for the, do it for the credit. But like, it's, it's, you know, that, that was his thing. And I'm like, okay. So early on I was vulnerable, but I was like, oh, cool. Like this guy seems successful. I'll listen to him. Yeah. See, he's a joke, whatever. That like, that dampered my, right. right? My, my, just how much I could learn. And that is obviously such a big part of me as I am a learner. I'm willing to always like improve. And then when that door opened back up later because of all the different practices, then I started to take off, right? Now, oh, wow, he's doing aligners, like he's doing implants. And it's just like, you. If it just would have been nice to have somebody being like, hey, people might be telling you this stuff, but this is actually the direction and the path you got to go down and then see what happens.
1: You just dropped so many ideas that, you know, I always tell people when they're listening to the podcast or any podcast, it's not what you're
0: have a notebook but yeah, because it's not what you're hearing
1: from <laughs> us it's what you're hearing between the lines where your own subconscious mm-hmm. is starting to connect dots and you're like oh because you know they know what they're not stepping into that they should be i, I couldn't call it out on the podcast you know we can speak in generalization yeah. and all of a sudden they get a specific Ooh, wow okay maybe i need to do that and you know when someone's generous they'll share lots of ideas because people that aren't generous somehow think, and again, back to like the whole universe thing, oh, no, no, like the little I've been given, I need to protect and hoard. It's like ideas, honestly, are pretty cheap. It's how you execute them. So go ahead. Like everyone listening, mm-hmm. try to execute all those different ideas. Also,
0: you, should have, you, you, can, you can have 25 people executing the same idea. Now you have 25 variations of one idea. You know how awesome that is? Like, and you know
1: why that's awesome like, too? Because you know I mean? have 24 other people marketing your idea for you, but you're not having to pay for it. People are Boom. like, oh, competition sucks. Look, a lot of the times competition is amazing because other the market is already educated. Now they can just, just be discerning about whether you're a better fit or they're a better fit. Like, It's not like you have yep, to own the yep. whole ocean. Because
0: when you're the only person, it is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you're the first and yeah, you get first to market rewards. Uh, but it's a curse in the sense where it's like, you have to literally re-educate yeah, everybody. everybody. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I have to literally teach... like. There are other providers out there like Dr. Galler and my mentor, Dr. Blocker. Like, I've learned from them both and like they're great, but they're doing in person stuff, right? Like, and like Dr. Mollis, like, he does only like these are all Invisalign, right? Invisalign people. Um, Dr. Mollis, he's also, I haven't taken his program, but he's got an online thing and it's Invisalign focused. But like, where's the marketing for all these people? Like, you guys are sure the reps talk about it. There's a lot more. There's a bigger ocean than just Invisalign reps, by the way. And like, of course, there's word of mouth from doctors who have successfully taken their programs. But like, no one is doing what I'm doing on social media for clear for ClearLineer content. And I'm and I'm realizing like my posts that are absolute, and I know they're fire. And this is not. I'm not like a cocky guy. I'm just confident in what my no. stuff is. My videos look great. They have a high value, and I'm doing all like the quote unquote right stuff. And like, they still don't, and they don't get as much engagement as I would want them to, but I'm realizing it's because even though I think I'm talking to the pain points of someone just starting or having not just started, I'm clearly just, I'm still too far ahead. Like I have to go back. I got to go back more. Maybe I got to start teaching people about the fact, like retraining the way they think about the profession the way that they think about like let me capture you at where you thought your hopes and dreams were and what your reality is and then i can walk you towards this path so it's like it's like this whole spectrum and yeah but that's the pain that comes with if i had 20 other dentists online talking about aligner education it'd be pretty damn easy for me to right. accelerate you know what i mean and and i also want other people to do it like if you have if you see a gap in the aligner education space, which there are tons because it's a new procedure and it's also the fastest growing, by the way, which means there's a crap ton of opportunity, start talking about it. Because you're, you'll get doctors in your program, then they'll keep looking for information, then they'll get my program. Then my, and when mine are done, I can send right. them to yours. And we can just, everyone can cross-pollinate. Like, education is limitless. And like, the more people that are putting stuff out there, the more people are learning. Like, I have doctors in my program. Like, I thought if somebody took... Doctor Galler's course, which he's like, he's great, phenomenal educator. Um, I thought if they took his course, they wouldn't even consider mine, cause right, cause like, oh, they already learned I from know. him. Like, it's a great course. I have doctors in my program that have done his course, and they're like, yeah, I was just looking. I'm looking for more. Like, I I, I like learning about this stuff, and I was like, whoa, okay, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, like I still don't feel confident. And then they took my program. They're like, yeah, like you did a great job simplifying it. You gave me all these resources. This is, you know, they are better because they learn from both of us, right? And now imagine if there's even more people. So it's just like, this is where I'm like, okay. And then that's the other thing. It's like collaboration, right? Like you have to collaborate to grow. I would love for, because I don't do all aligner cases. And I have doctors in my program who want to learn the more advanced stuff. So they're asking me, they're like, Hey, if you come out with a part two, that'd be great. And I'm over here like, Mm -hmm. that was it. Like I just, I gave you everything that I know, like because I just wanted to provide so much value, you know? And it's like, sure. I could cut it up and do like part one, part two and repurpose. Like who knows, who knows what I do in the future. But like these doctors, like, it's like when you open up this door, you don't know where it's going to lead. And so it's just like the more, The more people that are in the space, the better it's going to be. Whatever your niche is, everybody wins. Like dentistry will never be saturated with education and innovators because it, think about this. This is, and I'll kind of like let you take it back. Dentistry is an entrepreneur's dream. Think about it. It is an archaic profession. It is slow to develop. That means there's so much opportunity. Think about entrepreneurs in other spaces. Other industries are Cutting edge, they're always evolving, they're always growing, they're always adopting tech, they're doing all this stuff. Dentistry has all this tech and all these advancements. And the, 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 what's it called? The the ratio of that to people actually innovating and 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 moving the industry forward, it's so skewed. But like if you are remotely into wanting to like drive an industry forward and you're an entrepreneur, dentistry is literally
1: a gold mine. Like it's crazy. Well, that's, that's literally why i say the future of dentistry belongs to the innovators mm-hmm. okay so if i'm listening right now and i'm like okay this guy everything he's saying is gold how do i actually check out his course or like where do you want people's eyeballs to go
0: so first is go follow me on instagram you're gonna like you can dm me you can i'm, I'm always posting about stuff all my stories whether it's like you know directions but follow me on instagram if you want a resource to just start at uh, I've got the free masterclass. Um, that's like where I point everybody to, to start, like I'll teach you like the basics of aligners, what you need to know. And then from there, you'll get information on the actual paid program itself. Um, I think I gave you the link, but if not, I can send it to you and then you can just share it with them if you want in the description.
1: Okay. So here, here's the, the final, final question as we wind down. Um, when did you graduate dental school? That's not the question. It's leading up to the 20, 2018. Okay, so how old are you? 25. Okay. So, so five years ago. Dr. Patel. <laughs> you're walking down the street and you see the 25-year-old version of yourself far out in the distance and you know you just have a brief sentiment mm. to, or a, a brief time to communicate one sentiment to the 25-year-old version of yourself. What do you tell yourself? Don't
0: be afraid to speak
1: up. Damn. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect closing to everything you've been saying. It's like, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be mm-hmm. afraid to be you, to release your mes- message, to share it with the world. And who knows where you'd be at now, if you would have even started earlier. early. I'm glad you started when you did. I'm glad you still are like your light is massively bright and it's only <laughs> getting more intense. Um, But seriously, like, Dr. Patel, like, thank you because it's been easy to honor you as an innovator as someone that's pioneering positive change in the industry and as someone that's just inspiring to just listen to how you think and how you see dentistry. So thank you for spending time with me today.
0: Thank you. Uh, I obviously enjoyed the hell out of this. I um, These are my favorite types of podcasts. This is one of my most favorite podcasts that I've been on. I love what you're doing. Uh, I think innovation in dentistry is something that is not talked about enough. And I think it is very needed. Um, so I'm super pumped to also just hear the other guests that you bring on um, because I think there is a lot of power and a lot of gold in this, in this niche of innovation in dentistry. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, man.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow so you never miss an episode. To learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.